Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 1044. Well, today we're going to go all the way through 21 different time periods. We're going to go through the ancient kingdoms, the 10 time periods of the Old Testament and break it down. And then we're going to go from the Roman Empire all the way through the modern time. And so I'm going to give you dates and we're going to go straight through with very little commentary just to help you to get context on each one. And then we're going to go through. And so repetition is the mother of learning. So we're going to learn tonight. Let's begin. We're going through at rapid fire pace the 10 time periods of the Old Testament. We're breaking down the entire Tanakh, the law, the prophets, and the writings. I've already given you some of the books and how I broke down the books. For instance, the two time periods cover the book of Genesis, then Exodus, the book of Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all of that. That's the period of the Exodus. So you get the idea. We have charts on this all the way through. Those charts will be available to those of you on the podcast in the days ahead because we've got an exciting project that's coming up that God willing, if it comes to fruition and we will know this in just a few weeks, then you're going to have access to charts, maps, notes, everything that you can imagine within the text of a Bible. And so let's get started. The first of the 10 time periods in the Old Testament is the primeval period. That covers everything from creation, that is the beginning of the heaven and the earth, as it is recorded in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. No apologetic for the existence of God. Why? Because only a fool would say in his heart, there is no God. And so the Bible assumes the knowledge of God and a God that can be known. And so you have the primeval period, and that is everything from creation to 2100 B.C. The second period is the patriarchal period. That goes from 2100 B.C. to 1500 B.C. The third period is the period of the Exodus, and that is 1500 B.C. to 1400 B.C. And the fourth time period and breakdown of the Old Testament is the period of the conquest. That's 1400 to 1375. The fifth period is the period of the judges. That's 1375 to 1051. That's a long period in Israel's history, and it is very clearly laid out in the Word of God. The sixth period is the period of the United Kingdom. That is when Saul of the tribe of Benjamin, the two Judean kings, David, the first of the Judaic dynasty, Solomon, his son, and they reigned over a united kingdom. There was a united monarchy for all of the clans and tribes and families of Israel. Now, remember, monarchy... Mono is the word for one, as in only. Arche is the word for ruler, leader, first, beginning, all of those beginning words. So that means a monarchy is a single ruler. 
and over a single kingdom. And that's what you had from 1051 to 931 when Solomon died. When he died, the kingdom divided. That began the seventh period, the period of the divided kingdom. That lasted from 931 to 722 B.C. when the capital of Samaria was taken by the Assyrians. So the kingdom was divided. They were scattered across the face of the earth, and many of those came south to the kingdom of Judah. That is why Hezekiah built the broad wall. You can read about that in the Kings and Chronicles material. And so the divided kingdom only lasted from 931 to 722. And then the eighth period is the period of the single kingdom, when there was only Judah in the south and their capital was Jerusalem. And that lasted from 722 to 586. And then the ninth period is the period of the Babylonian captivity. And I date that from the destruction of the temple in 586 to 535. That is when after Cyrus captured Babylon and the next year made his decree in 538 for the Jews to go back to Jerusalem to build the temple. He would pay for it. And I've spoken to you about that. It took three years until 535 for enough Jews to go back, uproot themselves after all the years of captivity, which was about 70 years. You can imagine the roots that you would have in Babylon. They had some success over there, and they were following the words of Jeremiah when he wrote a letter and said, you need to settle in the land, pray for the city, that it would prosper pray for the country, pray for the king, all of that so that they would settle in and assimilate into the land there. That's exactly what happened. So it was difficult for them to come back and uproot and come back even to their homeland, but about 50,000 did. They laid the foundation of the temple in one year, and then in 534, they stopped And for a period of 14 years, there was no work on the temple. And God sent Haggai and Zechariah, these great fiery prophets, called the people back to the work. And it was completed in 516 and dedicated. And so the 10th period is the period of restoration. And that was from 535 when the foundation of the temple was laid to 400 when Malachi's prophecy was given, and the Old Testament canon was closed. Now we're going to deal with the biblical empires, the ancient biblical empires. And so this would start at 11, 12, 13, 14. There were four of those great biblical empires that are mentioned by Daniel in Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7. That was the Babylonian kingdom. The Babylonian period, and that was from 612, the fall of Nineveh took place then, and that kingdom led by Nepoplasser and then by Nebuchadnezzar, his son, and then Nebuchadnezzar's son, and that lasted from 612 to 539 B.C. And then the 12th period would be the Persian period or the Persian kingdom. That lasted from 539 with the rise of Cyrus and then Darius the Mede. And that lasted all the way down to 333. 
So in 333, Alexander arose from the land of Philip the Macedon that we call Macedonia. He conquered all of what is modern-day Greece and the Peloponnesia, which would have been Sparta, that area. And he crossed over the Dardanelles. It's the Bosphorus River. It's called the Hellespont by some. But it is that division of the two continents, Europe uh, to the west and Asia to the east. Asia is what is modern-day Turkey. That's where that part of the continent of Asia begins. He went all the way to the Ganges River, which is India, and took the Levant, which is the Fertile Crescent, includes the land of Israel, and all the way into North Africa and Egypt. He had an incredible run of conquering, and that's exactly what he did. He was a military genius, died very young. All of his kingdom was divided up, but that's for another day. And so the Greek kingdom and this ancient kingdom that had so much influence then and still upon us today lasted to 63 B.C. when the Roman period started that involved an early Roman period and then a latter Roman period. And now I'm going to begin at the kingdoms for the last 2,000 years or the time periods when different kingdoms ruled, different movements, different people groups ruled over all of the Middle East. Time is divided by these periods. So now we are at the Roman period. There's an early Roman period, a later Roman period. Then there's the Byzantine period. All of that is still the Roman period. In other words, the Roman period, we call it the Byzantine period, and I'll give you the dates on that. These were still the same people. But the capital moved to Byzantium, which was renamed Constantinople. And then it was renamed again during the Ottoman period, and it was called Istanbul. That is what it still is today. So Istanbul has had three names, Byzantium, then Constantinople, and as it is today, Istanbul. So you have the Roman period that I date from 63 B.C. to 324 A.D. And then you have the Byzantine period, and that's when Constantine moved uh, really and shifted the seat of power of the Roman Empire from the west, that is, from the city of Rome, to Byzantium. He changed the name of Byzantium to Constantinople after himself, the city of Constantine is what that means in Greek. And so that began the Byzantine period. Now, again, these were still Romans, but they were now Christian. Now, I put that in quotes, Christian, because it would not be evangelical Christianity as we would look at today, but it would be Christian as opposed to secular, as opposed to mystics, as opposed to later Islam or any of the other religions of the world. So Constantine became a, quote, Christian, end quote, 
And so it was a Christian empire. And if you're with me in the Middle East or you're with me anywhere in Western Europe or in North Africa, you're going to see the difference between the Roman Empire, what was called the Roman period, and the Byzantine period, because it is a vast difference in architecture, in the life of the people, and that's for another day as well. And so that Roman period is 63 B.C. to 324 A.D. The Byzantine period is from 324 A.D. until 638. Now, that introduced to us, Mohammed, out of what is modern-day Saudi Arabia. It's Arabia. It's the Arabian Peninsula, but the House of Saud came into existence as Saudi Arabia between World War I and World War II. That's for another day as well, because there's a lot of history that went into that period that gets us to where we are today in the Middle East. The early Muslim period is 638 A.D. to 1099. That gets us to the period of the Crusaders. The Crusader period was 1095 to 1290. The Crusader period ended in 1290, and immediately it ended by Muslims. That is, the Muslims that now were challenging the Crusaders after 200 years. Now you say, well, that doesn't seem like a long period compared to the others. Well, remember, that's only about, well, less than 50 years than our nation has been in existence. So it was a pretty good period of time, and a lot of building went on in the Middle East that's still there today by the Crusaders. But the Crusaders were defeated by a group called the Mamelukes. Now, the Mamelukes were young boys, primarily, that had been kidnapped by radical Islam, and that's what it was during that period. That's the natural nature of Islam, not the moderate Islam that you see, secular Islam, basically, which is Islam in name only. True Islam that follows the Quran, literally, is what we would call radical Islam today. These radical Islamists would murder parents, they would steal children, and then they would make them their slaves. And many of those slaves were trained in what we would call something like martial arts and combat, and they became mercenaries for these Islamic leaders. And what happens is when these people grew up, when these children grew up, they overthrew their captors and they became the ones who were in control and they were called the Mamelukes. That period lasted from 1292 to 1517 when the Ottoman Turks, who had their capital in Istanbul, took over. They ruled all of the Middle East. Uh, The Ottoman period lasted until 1917 at the end of World War I. This is the period, that latter period of World War I was the period of Lawrence of Arabia and all of the World War I scenarios that we have read so much about. The Balfour Declaration came about earlier at the beginning of that period, which was the end of the Ottoman period. So, God was beginning to move to already begin Aliyah of the Jewish people, that is, making their pilgrimages back to the homeland. God had put that homing instinct inside of them, and they were now coming back to the land. And at the end of World War 
won, the Ottomans were defeated, and that brought in the period called the British Mandate. The British Mandate lasted until 1948, and that is when the British left the Middle East. They said, we're not going to be here anymore. And the day that they left, that is when Ben-Gurion gaveled into existence in the month of May in 1948, the nation of Israel, the modern nation of Israel. So that is the 21st time period and kingdom all the way from the primeval period down through modern time. Now, we're going to go over that more and more and more, but I wanted to do it all in one shot to just give you an idea of just how time, as we know it from a biblical perspective and a modern-day perspective, has been divided up. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.